It's been six years since David Fincher's previous film, and now we've got one that's just dropped on Netflix. Mank was directed by David Fincher and stars Gary Oldman. 1930s Hollywood is reevaluated through the eyes of scathing wit and alcoholic screenwriter Herman J. Mankiewicz as he races to finish Citizen Kane. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another review here on Movie Morning. Mank has just dropped on Netflix, so if you guys haven't seen it yet, definitely go check it out and then come back, watch this review, or listen to this review. Don't worry, there'll be no spoilers here, as in some of you guys might think there's not a lot to spoil anyways, so there'll be no spoilers. So, But I still recommend you to watch the movie and come back and listen to this review so you guys have a bit more context. And yeah, go check out Mank right now on Netflix, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Getting started with my thoughts, let me just start let me just start off with this movie by saying that this is in no way, shape, or form a movie for everyone. There are gonna be a lot of people who despise this movie, probably never want to watch it again, even though they can appreciate the technical mastery, which is similar to where I am, but I don't have too much of a passion for that. But with this movie, if you've seen Citizen Kane, it will one hundred percent um be beneficial for your viewing experience since while I'm familiar with the story, I've never seen the movie. I should probably get on that, but I wanted to go into this just being excited for a new David Fincher movie. So talking about getting into the movie, the first thing I have to mention and praise about this is the technical aspects, and that is, of course, the black and white, the score, the sound design. All of these things are really period accurate, and it makes it really impressive just in terms of 1930s Hollywood and the way Fincher recreates that. It's just masterful and it's so accurate and it really brings you into the world. And like I said, the technical aspects such as the score and the sound design, all these things just complement the world building so well. And that's what really makes you buy into it, which I think is what Fincher does really well with most of his movies, which have a very distinct, you know, feel to how, you know, real world is. Well, this was just this just a movie set in the past. So a lot of people who aren't familiar with it are going to be put right there, and I think that's something you have to commend him for. There's also a lot of old-fashioned camera take techniques, like there's one especially involving a car and a moving background, which people used back in the like back like over nearly hundred years ago now. You know when they couldn't use, when they didn't have the budget, you know, used like actual cars and like real sets for or just real locations for movies. That's a lot of things they did, and he recreates those so well that he kind of almost makes you believe that this is a movie out of the 1930s. The only thing that I think that opposes that is the fact that he decided to shot this on digital, which I think gives it a bit of a more modern look, and I think it's something that a lot of modern viewers are going to appreciate, but it didn't really help with the atmosphere of the 1930s. But still, that's one aspect that you have to praise, the technical qualities of the movie. And while I found the actual story to get to be pretty hard to get into and fully invest in, it is absolutely carried by a phenomenal performance from Gary Oldman and the other cast members, such as Amanda Seyfried, who's amazing. But Gary Oldman, he this a lot of people have said this might be the best performance of his career. I'm not gonna say that because I don't think I've seen enough of his movies, but. I will say out of everything I've seen him, this is the one where I feel he disappears into the role the best. Like after about 
like after watching it, you're gonna take like 40 to 50 minutes to even realize it is Gary Oldman playing Mank because he just goes right into it. You know, he even changes his look throughout the movie, and the way Fincher tells it helps with trying to helps with like in terms of Gary Oldman's performance, definitely makes him like do many things, which kind of, which like which make it feel very versatile in his performance. However, like I said, this is not a movie for everyone by any means. And the reason for that is, I think, because the story isn't isn't really good in as investing enough to make you care. Now, the thing is, this movie is an extremely slow paced movie, and not uh, the plot. There's a very loose plot throughout it. It's more just characters doing things that kind of serve to for like the final section of the movie, which was probably my favorite part, really that final section, but. And that would go into spoiler territory, and I don't want to get there. But other Fincher films, such as The Social Network, get you into the stories, and you become really invested because they're slightly relatable in a way, especially The Social Network. But with this movie, there's no way of relating to any of the characters. The subject matter can be really heavy at times, but you're not invested enough in the story to really care or feel affected. And I think modern viewers will kind of find it hard to get through this movie with the black and white you know, just the score, the sound, and all that, but that's what I appreciated, but my problem was that I felt the story, again, I didn't think there was enough there to really draw me in enough to care about the characters, and with that said, I felt most of the characters were really underdeveloped, and I think I didn't feel riveted by this movie as much because I felt that it just, it didn't have that, like, magical spark that I see with most of I've seen with the other Fincher's, Fincher movies I've seen. And I think it's partly because in those other movies, he's trying to create a world or a setting. But within this movie, he kind of relies on your knowledge of the 1930s a little too much. And as someone who has a small familiarity with the story, who's not really attached to that time period of film, I, I, like, I couldn't latch on to much of what going on in terms of the dialogue and I and I and most of the references and things like that to the nine to that time period basically flew over my head because I'm just not too familiar with it and I don't think Fincher did a good enough job of like just kind of explaining to us how things were like but he did recreate all of it really well it's just that he relied on our prior knowledge a little too much that along with the story not being I think as just tight as I want it to be. And I think if this was a shorter movie, and this had made this a true really short movie, it might have worked a lot better. But with that said, I really, I appre- like really summing it up, I appreciate everything you tried to do, but it just wasn't a movie that was really made for me. And I couldn't quite latch, latch onto it the way I wanted to. So before I get into my final thoughts, please like the episode if you can, wherever you're listening. And please leave a rating or review wherever you can. Also, if you're, if you're listening on whichever platform, if you can, please do that. It really helps me out. And yeah, let's just get into my final thoughts for Mank. So overall, I have to say that while Mank is a film that you can definitely feel exceed, excels in like just recreating the 1930s, in its performances, in its like just all its technical aspects such as score, sound design, and all that, it unfortunately doesn't quite capture the story in a way that makes you riveted by the plot and unfor- and also it doesn't quite 
it relies too much on what you should know about the 1930s when casual audiences might not have that knowledge. I'm going to give Mank a B. So here we are again, another end of another review. So thank you guys so much for listening. As always, make sure to tell me your thoughts on Mank if you can, wherever you're listening. If you've seen it and if you haven't, I'd recommend checking it out if you are a cinephile and you're a massive, you know, enthusiast of that period of Hollywood. But besides that, this is one that I'm unfortunately going to have to tell you I recommend you guys skip because it's not one that you're really going to be a fan of. If you're just part of the general audience and you see a very minimal amount of movies per year. So thank you guys so much for listening as always. Come back in a couple of weeks my review for Wonder Woman 1984 and Soul whenever those drop in theaters. And with that said, I'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye.